This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. What's up, San Diego? Welcome into Gwen and Chris. Although half of the show is not with us just yet, he'll join us in a few hours, but you are tuned in. Gwen and Chris, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt, Matthew, let me start start that over. Star, Matthew Scravey. After uh, the first night of success in his uh, one-hour radio show, The Scraby Show, as he likes to call it, otherwise known as the Matthew Scraby Experience. Well, how did it go last night, man? It it sounds like you got a lot of uh, love, man. I did. You did well. I did, you know, and I, I, I honestly don't understand why I get so much love. But I do. I really. I, I. I did last night, and it was really overwhelming. Honestly, it one was. of the things that uh, Scraby has developed over the years is a little bit of confidence. And uh, there was a piece of him today that felt some type of way about you know people who were reaching out and like surprised that he was able to handle himself a little bit. And I have to tell you, I like that, man. A little had a little fire today when I walked in. I like that, man. It's good Thanks. for you. Got a little I mean, confidence going. Yeah, it, it, the hour went real quick. Yeah. Let me tell you, it just goes like so that. When you do four every day, I'm sure the hour felt like piece of a piece of cake. It, it was a piece of cake. I got some good calls. You know who the first caller on the Scravy show was? Who'd you get? Mr. Brock. Ah, Brock never disappoints. Yes, he, he he came and met up with with us at Carlsbad High School, gave us hats. Yeah. I use that hat sometimes when I'm walking the dog. It's all good. Uh, you're not much of a hat person. No, I don't, I don't think. I'm about to say I don't know if I've ever seen you actually with a hat on. Uh, nonetheless, <laughs> we uh, got four hours for you guys today. Uh, we're going to be joined by uh, new Padre pitcher Michael King in the two o'clock hour. Finally, get a chance to hear from him. Uh, get his thoughts on uh, being traded to San Diego from uh, New York. Uh, we'll also have Bryce Miller on a little bit later on in the 3 o'clock hour. we got a big five. And I believe it's our first fantabulous game show of 2024, if I'm not mistaken. Scraby has, that is a, correct. has avoided this for a little bit, but the time has come. Uh, we never, we didn't. I don't know if we ever got your record for 2023. It was certainly better than 2022. It was a bounce back year in some ways. For I mean, you. I think I only had like two wins. <laughs> I mean, that's compared to what the zero you had the year before. Yeah, I think I should probably keep track of our scores this year yeah. instead of just uh, guessing because. You- 
I didn't pick up many wins last year, so I just didn't want really want to know the answer of it. Yeah, but it might be kind of funny though at the end of the year if you you know if you have a good year. But it, you know, if you don't have a good year, it could be a good year. Okay, <laughs> it could okay. Be good radio. Well, when uh, you and Chris stop cheating, then I'll have a good year. <laughs> Back to the cheating thing. <laughs> uh, the Big Five and the four o'clock hour, as will Chris, as will be Chris versus the fan. We'll have it all for you. Uh, where do we start? I guess we start with the national championship game. When we left here last night, the Michigan Wolverines were were taking it to the Huskies. And although the Huskies were able to put some points on the board, scrape, I, I don't know that the game really ever changed. Uh, Michigan pretty much dominated that that game from start to finish. They did it in um, probably the most brutal way possible, which is just running the football right down <laughs> your throat. Such a slow burn. It, it is. And, and, and when a team knows that you can't do anything, because from what I gather, you know, talking to to Marcus McNeil every week. Yeah. One thing that it sounds like offensive linemen like to do is they like to run block. Yeah. There's no there's no thought to it. It's just hat on hat and from the moment that game started yesterday Michigan dominated that portion of the game. Both sides. They they did. I was actually pretty surprised that um, Washington was able to stop the bleeding because yeah. it was going to get out of hand real quick, and they were. They held them to the twenty points through the third quarter, and then the the floodgates flood, opened. <laughs> floodgates, two open. touchdowns just like that, and it was over. Yeah. Uh, and Michael Penix Jr. He's a great quarterback. He was not. He was not his best last night. He missed a lot of receivers. He threw a little bit high on a lot of throws. I think he was either overly amped up or he was just trying to put the, his team on his back or you you got to give Michigan really some, good. some credit there too they they hit Penix Jr a lot they didn't allow none of that big uh, Penix energy to to really kick off no, at it was all very small Penix yeah, no they definitely night. uh moved his feet they hit him um you know after the game he looked like he was beat up a little bit walking back to the to the to the to the locker room well he took a hit late in the game where he could barely stand up and his ribs were probably you know barking at him right there yeah. but i i think that he he showed i mean he was a great quarterback all year i don't think he got the press that he deserved but i think he showed here in the college football playoff that he probably deserves a good look at an nfl spot yeah no there's no doubt about it and you know, so you, you look at the end results of of this game, Jim Harbaugh. Uh, mm. That that I think that's where the attention shifts to next. And uh, you know, I really wish that my man Chris Ello could be here right now uh, because we'll get his take later. Uh, well, I know we'll get his take, but it'd be better if he was actually in the building because we kind of gotten a, a sense of his animosity. Or dislike, I should say. No, it's for, animosity. Is it animosity? Yeah. It, it, either way, he he has it for Jim Harbaugh. And now uh, Jim Harbaugh gets to ho- hoist that uh, that trophy. Is it the last time he's in a Michigan uh, or representing the University of Michigan? Because it certainly seems like all momentum is is pointing towards a departure back to the NFL. Uh, in the Daily Gambit, I have some odds on what team he's going to go to. And uh, there's one team in particular that is leading the way by far. 
and we'll get to that in the daily gambit. But I, I thought tease. last thank you. I thought last night was uh, a pretty amazing night for Jim Harbaugh, just because Jim Harbaugh is that competitive junkie who looks for anything he can to get himself or his team ahead. Yeah. And he kind of shoved it into everybody's face last night by winning the national title. You can't take that away. I mean, he's kind of shoved it in everybody's face all year when you think about it. He was suspended to start the season. Michigan wins all those games. Uh, He comes back. He's suspended again. Um, The last three games of the season, I believe it was. And Michigan wins those games. And it just seemed like... Every obstacle that had been put in front of the team, um, they found a way to to overcome it. And it, by, and by the time they got to the national championship game, it just is, was hard to see them being denied at this point. They had already slayed the the dragon, if you will, in, in beating Alabama, and uh, were the clear favorites. It seemed like going into that game, um, and they showed that. Do you think, I, I saw this opinion a lot last night, but do you think if Georgia played in the game, it would have been a better game? And I hate these questions because you cannot tell what would happen. I think it, Washington, when the game started, we were all saying in the room during the break, like, wow, Michigan looks strong. Washington, I felt like, got a little, um, they, they fell underwater a little bit in the first quarter, and that that really hurt them for the rest of the game. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think... Um... In terms of whether Georgia, it doesn't matter. They weren't in the game. Uh, they didn't earn the right to be in the game. Exactly. They got beat by Alabama, yeah. and, and that knocked them out. Yeah, um, It won't be a problem next year because that team, a Georgia team, still makes the playoffs in a 12-team uh Kind of, uh, kind of, you know, format. Yeah, and so you know, it's pointless to really go down that 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 road. Of, I guess it's if, a... if if. if Georgia was in, should they have won? I mean, if Florida State had all their players, is that is that a, a much different game? It had 20-something players that decided they weren't going to play. So you could play that game with almost anything. And I think ultimately um, it does a disservice to the teams that, that actually got there and, and did the work. We got the matchup that the college football playoff is percent. So 100%. I have no problems with the matchup last night. And it was a good game heading into the fourth quarter. I mean, Washington couldn't move the ball, but... No. But once at the end of the game, they started getting some Listen, long passes. I, the the reality is, you're not going to get a good game every single year. You know, you, no. you're just not. You're, there's going to be a couple years where, and the Super Bowl was the same way. The Super Bowl has had a, a a really an unbelievable run of really good games. Um, these la- the, in these Super Bowls, yeah, the last, yeah. But there was a stretch, a, a, a stretch there. Where there were a lot of blowouts in those games, and so I think ultimately you're not you're just not going to get a good game all the time. Yesterday was kind of I don't know mid right. It was yeah. it wasn't a great game, but it certainly wasn't a, a dud. But um, it was clear that Michigan was the was the dominant team, and, and that's I think why we they got the, the best team in the country. I'm looking forward to talking about where this uh, where the odds are. Jim Jim Harbaugh could be going. But. He's got many different locations that he could be going. I mean, so today with the firing of uh, Mike Vrabel, mm-hmm. by the way, oh, from, I have his odds too from the Houston Te- from not Houston from the Tennessee Titans. Um, that's another opening. So you, now you have the Titans, you have the Chargers. You have the Commanders. Mm-hmm. You have, I mean, we don't know what the Raiders are going to do yet, but they have an, a, a, a 
a um, interim uh, head coach right now. And in, in if they don't hire Antonio, Antonio Pierce, Pierce, it seems I hundred percent agree. Um, who else are we? Is, is that the only? Is only three teams? Well, the Patriots haven't done anything yet. So t- two, possibly two more. Yeah, I think that's about it that I can think of right now. All right. Well, you know. Maybe the the I almost said the Cubs the Bears get rid of their coach, but the, I don't think that's going to happen. The Belichick one is going to take a, a lot more moving parts, right? Because that sounds like it it could be a, a trade that actually happens um, if he is deciding to go elsewhere, or the Patriots are deciding to move uh, move on to a different different coach. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen I, with that. It's very it, strange. It, here's the thing: I, I've been have an argument with Adam Klug about and he and he's probably right in terms of this whole Bill Belichick thing. If I was a team and I knew as the rumors have said all year long that the Patriots not all year long but since they've started to really struggle that the Patriots would uh want to move on. If I was a team why would I trade anything for that? If you are going to let him go and he's got one year on the contract, and I think that's what complicates things. It's not as though he is a free agent head coach and anybody can have him. Even if he decides not to coach next year or they decide not to have him back and they keep him on on that last one year of that contract, you're going to have to compensate the Patriots in order to get him. And I think a team will do that no problem. I don't think a team will have any problem. The question is I wonder what it's going to take. Is is this the same? Is it the same price tag that it would take – you know, maybe three years when when Brady was still there. That last end, it seems like the star has been dimmed a little bit. Oh, the star's definitely dimmed. But some team out there who hasn't had a what stable did Sean coach, Payton get? What did they give up for Sean Payton? Was there some see. first rounders in there for him? Oh, I don't think so. Maybe I don't know though. I mean, I don't. I don't think a he's first the rounder. he's the most recent one we've had, right? Yes, most recent one we've had. Um, Denver's going to send... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you are absolutely correct. Denver sends a 2023 first-round... Wait. Yeah, huh? so this is a couple years ago. Remember, this is... But it's saying... Oh, yes. You know, I need to read this Just... stuff before I go with it on the air. Yes. But Sean Payton, there was a trade, and it, it looks like a first-round pick. Yeah, so, I mean, I would assume that's at least what it's going to take to get Bill Belichick there. A first-round pick? I mean, people are dealing out first-round picks left and right these days. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's get to break. Let's get to our first break. We got Michael King, as I said, later in this two o'clock hour. Um, but when we come back, some news uh, that kind of hit the airways. Aztecs in action tonight against the uh, San Jose San, San Jose, Jose State. State, the Spartans. Yeah. We'll get to that too. Uh, but we'll talk a little Padre baseball when we return. We're going to Chris on the way. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love. 
Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. This is Tony. Tony, this is Jack O'Connell with the Baseball Writers Association in New York City. How are you today? I'm good. Tony, I'm calling to tell you that the Baseball Writers have elected you to the Hall of Fame. Congratulations. Sixteen years. Anniversary of that phone call that uh, put my dad in the Hall of Fame. Saw that going around on, on social media today. A couple of people sent it to me. Uh, as we thought it would be a perfect lead-in as we're getting ready to talk some uh, some Padres. Where were you standing in this room? I was like behind him. I was like in the kitchen. He was like sitting in the living room, and I was kind of like hanging out behind him in the kitchen. Didn't you say that he was like super nervous the call wasn't going to come? If you... Uh, I don't, yes, he was nervous the call wasn't going to come. I, I think he, there, he had to know the call was going to come. At some point, yes. Right, but... Uh, I mean, he was nervous. He was shaking. If you watch that uh, clip as he's picking up the phone, if there's a, the shot, there's a shot of his hand, and you can see it shaking. Like he was genuinely nervous about uh, about the about the phone call. What if uh, this is just how my brain works? But what if he was like waiting, and everybody had cameras on him, and it was like, and it, didn't it was happen. like a it was like a telemarketer that called instead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think that was. I mean, I'm, it was. Do you his, guys have it set it was, up for this? It was. His, it was a cell phone. It's, so yeah. it didn't come to the house at that oh, point. Oh, this still would have been funny. But yeah, it would have been funny. Uh, nonetheless, sixteenth uh, sixteen year anniversary of that phone call. Uh, talking some Padres. Um, Bryce Miller, who's going to be on the show a little bit later on, um, had an article today about Mark Sweeney no longer uh, being with the Padres. He is uh, looks to be almost. It sounded like, according to that article, close to uh, a deal doing uh, with a, with a different team. So um, I love Mark. That's my guy. Uh, big help to me as I transitioned into uh, this area, and so um, I hope. Uh, he, he he lands where he wants to land because he's uh, he certainly is a a wealth of of knowledge when it comes to the game of baseball. So he is, yeah, wish he, him nothing but the best. I met him very early on in my sports radio career, and I will say this: this is how you know he's a good person. He remembered my name from the first time he met me all the way until today. It's pretty insane because yeah. I was it, just a small time you know, and radio not, guy. Not everybody feels the same same way, which is I. I Confused on quite I'm frankly. I'm confused on but, it too. Bro. You know, to each his own, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, Josh Hader still out there on the market as a as a uh, closer, as a free agent closer, and you know the, I, t- I spoke on it a little bit last week. Uh, he's tr- he wants to break that uh, at Edwin Diaz number that which was uh, over a hundred million. 
Yeah, and this article on CBSSports.com breaks it down why three reasons he, he could break that. And they make sense, but the first reason makes a lot of sense is that Josh Hader is actually a free agent, and Edwin Diaz was only allowed to talk with the Mets. So Josh Hader is able to leverage other teams against each other, but Edwin Diaz was only getting offers from the Mets at that time. Yeah. So Josh Hader could do that. I mean, listen, he, he definitely has that working in his in his favor, being a free agent. But um, the question is, outside of a team that already had Edwin Diaz and knew what they were getting and were comfortable, remember Edwin Diaz, when he first got traded, I believe from the Mariners over to uh, the Mets, he struggled immensely with mm-hmm. that closer role. But they, they stuck with him. And and so there's a sense of uh, I, I'm sure for for the Mets when they go into that deal of some comfort, knowing they've kind of they've seen the worst uh, of of Edwin Diaz. Now, unfortunately, he ends up tearing his his uh, patella tendon yeah, last year, bad. which you know was kind of a freak deal. But um, but it's different. You sometimes you feel when you're going to a team that hasn't had you, doesn't have, hasn't seen you at your worst, you know and. Um, I'm sure some of the the rumors that have been out there about him in terms of his availability, whether they're rumors or not, whether you want to call them rumors or not, um, I'm sure that that could play a factor factor into a team wanting to bring him in. But there's no doubt about it. He's the best closer, and he's been the best closer for like the last four or five years. I don't mean to disparage Josh Hader because he did help the Padres and he did he was very good last year. But when you look at his numbers, he he appears in like at least eight to 10 less games. I don't know the exact number, but it's like, it's a, it's a handful of games that he's not coming into because it didn't match up. Right. Um, And and if I'm a team, I'm looking at that, like, all right, you're going to get us 33 saves this year, but you're only going to give us 33 saves and 35 opportunities. Other guys, you know, are getting 50 opportunities, 45 opportunities. You just want if you're going to pay Josh Hader a hundred million dollars plus, you want him available whenever you need him available. Uh, is that accurate? I don't know that he's fifteen behind. I don't know that he's fifteen behind, but he's at least eight behind. Uh, let me count again because I did but this. But how much weeks is, ago. is how much of that is on him? I mean, the manager ultimately gets to make the decision whether you're going into the game and your or team not. success as well. well. Right. So I mean, I, I don't know that he can be faulted for all of those. Um, no, a and lack it's unfor- of appearances. And it's hard to say, too, because we don't know what management was thinking. There were certain situations last year that weren't a save situation. They were just to keep the score at what it was or at least keep it at a one-run deficit for the Padres, and he didn't come in. I, I, I will also say, though, there was games where the Padres had more than a three-run lead, and he did pitch in those games. He did. But that was like maybe, and I hate doing this because I don't have the numbers in front of me, but my recollection is that there were periods during the season where he had seven days off in a row. And that is a fact. Is that his fault? I don't know. I don't. I mean, if the Padres were losing, then okay, no, well, what that's you can, not his What fault. you can say is in the cases where the Padres were up, and they would go on these spurts where they would they would bludgeon teams by five, six, seven runs. Yeah, they do it for like four or five games. It's not his fault that the team is running away. And then they go on a, on a span of, of games where they would be down the entire game, and there'd be no spot for him. Is that also his fault? That's not his think, fault. I don't think so. No, so, it's not his fault. But I, I don't know. I, I think ultimately he's going to get this money. It, it might take him a little bit of time for it to kind of. These teams that kind of have to 
you know, come to Jesus at some point. Yes, they will. And, 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 and as a player, when do you start getting like, hey, I got to get a team? I mean, I, I I don't know. I've never been into January as a as a player. He's in a kind of a different spot too. Yeah, so. and I've also never been as good as Josh Hader doing what he's doing. So, you know, like there's in, a different it, there's a different level of confidence waiting in January when you're Josh Hader, you know, versus you know the twenty. 20- Fifth, sixth guy on a, on a roster. Tell yeah, you, you're just different. trying to get into that that building as soon as possible. Exactly. Like in August, he pitched two, four, six, eight times in August. And again, I didn't go through the entire month and find out when he if was. I available. recall August was not a good month. August was not a good month, but but like there are times when he could have come into the game when the Padres were losing. I'm at to spare the bullpen. I mean, at some point, the the guys like um, Ray Kerr. Needed a breather. I'm not saying that there weren't times where it, it seemed to line up perfectly for him to maybe come into the game, or maybe not perfectly, but it seemed to line up for him to come in, and and he didn't. But you know, who's to say that that was his choice or not? We we don't know. Ultimately, yeah, we don't know. No. I know there's been plenty reported on it, but um, it, it's open for interpretation it, on a lot of it. I will say this: if he goes and signs with the Dodgers. He's enemy number one of Padres fans. I wouldn't expect anything. And I hope that he knows less. what kind of booze he's going to get if he when he comes down to Petco Park. I'm just think, hoping he does think, not sign with the Dodgers. I don't think anybody's that naive. First of all, I think he would. Everybody knows exactly what they're signing up for in any of these situations. And, yeah, and you know, I think also um, you can't put it past the Dodgers in this case, based on the way they've been spending thus far. I know. I know, and I don't like it at all. I don't like it at all. <laughs> I, I like. I tried to talk myself out of being mad at the Dodgers last night on the way home, and I, I'm not so. I, I think Ben and Woods had it I, right. I, I think, I'm jealous that they are taking advantage of an opportunity I think, that I think, no one else is. I think Woodsy hit it on the head. Yeah, and, and because you know the reality is, um, we all we were we were singing a different tune last year. All of us. Like yeah. it was. It was. It was good to be king for a little bit. It was. In terms of, a little bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was. It was fun. But, you know, I think ultimately that has changed course, and now we're watching another team doing it. And I think it's human nature to feel some type of way as you see in these guys just throw money all over the place. Like, you, you kind of feel a little jealous. Yeah. I, I feel a little jealous. I feel a little um, hoodwinked about, I don't know if that's the right word. What are you hoodwinked word? about? Just because this whole deferral thing has been a thing. Oh, to, and to, to Matthew Scraby. No, I'm not going to say that they did anything wrong because they didn't. But they're the they're the people that take full advantage of something. And you're like, that's that rule is set up for like certain things. It's not set up for your entire team to be on layaway. <laughs> he said layaway. I think I a think couple things. Um, I think Alden said it really well ultimately in terms of the deferrals there's never going to be another player like Shohei Otani ever no I I, I mean I shouldn't say ever because I didn't think Shohei Otani would ever show up but he (laughs) did but I just think that's a unique situation and it's a unique situation from the, the the personality that he had I mean willing to it was his idea for crying out loud to do the deferral so I mean that 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 doesn't reason why it doesn't happen or we don't 
talk about it as much is because a lot of guys ain't willing to defer money like and that. And Alton told us and, yesterday. And that kind this. of money is different. I mean, you know, way different. Nobody else is getting an opportunity to defer. Was it six hundred sixty-eight million dollars a year? You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's it's ridiculous. It's, but I mean, I guess if the Do- the Dodgers, when he brought that up, I, they when, probably were like money signs appeared in their eyes because they're saving so much money. I would, I would, I think what I'm interested in seeing moving forward is is if other teams take this tactic. I, I think it seemed to be would be a good idea for like the teams that don't have a lot of money to maybe think about deferring because for the, I mean, (laughs) the opportunity to win now would be enticing. That's why the Padres could go out and sign Blake Snell and defer some money. But to my point, you got to have the player that's willing to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, you can, you give me my money later. I'm speaking for Blake Snell right now, but I think he would be that type of guy who would want to set up a nest egg. You're definitely speaking for Blake Snell. (laughs) We'll leave that at that. Let's get to break. (laughs) <laughs> when uh, when we return, um, what we got going? Michael King. That's right, Michael King. Padres, Padres pitcher. Padres pitcher coming to join us next. We get a chance to to finally uh, introduce ourselves. More going to Chris on the way. It's over After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest five G network. Plus, right now you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to eight hundred dollars. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in to navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. 2.38 on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, Chris Ello joins us in the 4 o'clock hour. We'll be joined by Michael King here shortly, Padres newly acquired pitcher. Looking forward to chatting with Michael a little bit. I went back and looked at it. Uh, he faced the Padres uh, back on May 27th. That Saturday game, the Padres ended up losing on a walk-off. Uh, I think it was a single. Um, it's a very frustrating game, I remember. Yeah. Michael Walker pitched great that game. But uh, Michael came in um, in the seventh with two outs, walked one, um, ended up striking out two, uh, got out of that particular inning un- unscathed. So, um, that was him as a reliever. Of course, we know that the Padres' intentions, it seems like, are to have him as a starter. So looking forward to to chatting with that a little bit. I, I want to go back to real quick before uh, Michael gives us a call. I mentioned Mike Vrabel was uh, was let go. Did that surprise you a little bit? It kind of it didn't surprise me um, because you know obviously you want to see your team get better. They have struggled over the last couple of years, but. I see him having. I didn't see him losing his job. 
I didn't see him losing his job either, but I think he's going to find a new job very quick. Ah, are you insinuating the Patriots may come a call? Uh, I think he might be. He's currently, uh, I think, talking to Michael as we get ready to uh, bring him in on air. But that certainly uh, seems to be what the, the arrows are pointing to is that uh, he is uh, could possibly head to the Patriots. We'll get to that here in a little bit. But joining us here on Gwen and Chris, none other than Michael King Padres, newly acquired pitcher, pitcher. Michael, how are you doing today, man? Thanks for coming on. So much for having me. Uh, let me start here. Uh, you get a, it. Sounds like you're going to get an opportunity to start. Last couple of seasons, you've kind of been in the rotation, kind of also been uh, out of the bullpen. Uh, are you looking forward to the opportunity to, to start? Yeah, I, I can't wait. I uh, I was begging the Yankees for a while, um, and then was finally given the opportunity towards the end of this past year. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward for a full season, staying on that five man rotation. I've always been a routine oriented guy. Um, so I, I felt like that suited me best, um, and I, I just wanted the opportunity. And I, I can't take the Padres enough because that that uh, they'll be giving it to me. Now let's let's go back. Uh, obviously, the, the trade goes down. Um, how much did you know? What what was it like once you heard the news? And have you had a chance to get out here to San Diego and and, and kind of see things for yourself? Yeah, I uh, I definitely was shocked. Obviously, any any type of trade is. is weird um i heard rumblings probably the couple days before um that things could possibly start happening um at the yankees are all i know at the big league level and uh, i've been with them since 2018 so just change in general is weird uh, yeah. so i went through a little phase of like oh i don't know i guess I, I was anxious and a little sad to not see my friends in again but then uh uh all of a sudden i, I just became so happy with the opportunity that's, that's coming um the like San Diego is a sweet spot. Uh, they have an awesome team. I've connected with a couple of the guys on the team. I've got connected with a lot of the front office and coaches, coaching staff. So I'm just pumped to, to get out there and, and get to work with them. I have not been out in San Diego yet, but I actually am going out um, on this Thursday and throwing a bullpen on Friday with uh, Ruben. And I've talked to Musgrove a little bit. I think he'll, he'll poke in um, and, and, and see me and meet me for the first time, or I guess in person. Uh, so I'm, I'm really excited for it. That, that, that's awesome. Man. Well, hopefully we we bring you some good weather to to, to kind of get things going once you head down this way. <laughs> uh, you 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 mentioned this is a change of change of pace for you. I mean, you are a New Yorker through and through, born in Rochester. Um, obviously, playing in the big leagues with the Yankees um, probably I'm guessing was somewhat of a dream come true. But uh, how do you think this transition? What is this going to be like for you um, as you will be you know embarking on a new journey? in a completely new place that you haven't been to before. Yeah, I, I mean, it's obviously totally different. Um, baseball players are baseball players, so I know that my my friends and, and teammates are, are going to welcome me in and, and I'll, I'll get along right right with them just because that's how baseball players are. Yeah. Um, but the, obviously the area is totally different. The weather is totally different. Um, I, even like media is totally different. Fans totally different. <laughs> yeah. I, I got, I, I got a... a decent adjustment ahead of me but um I, I, honestly i'm just really excited for it I, I that's really the only word that i've been using a ton um just because like when you think about san diego people say it's their favorite city in the, in america and it's a vacation spot and it's the best weather you can get and it's also a pitcher's park so yeah. there's so many that make me excited to to come out there and, and yeah i just can't wait for it 
We're talking to Michael King, new Padres pitcher here on Gwen and Chris, 97.3 The Fan. And I know that you said uh, anytime trades are being talked about and your names in it, it's kind of nerve-wracking. But I I got to amp it up to the next level. What's it like to be the main piece of a blockbuster trade? Because we heard about these rumors for a while, and your name was always a part of it. And uh, some of the other guys that came along with you um, were, were put as uh, part of that trade as well. But what is it like to be the main guy in that trade? Uh, it's it's weird. Um, it, it makes me feel wanted, uh, which is obviously a great thing. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, it, there are so many guys in that in the trade that also can be absolute studs. I was just talking to Ruben about Vasquez and Brito, and I haven't even met Thorpe yet. And I, all I've heard about from Thorpe is how awesome his changeup is and how he projects to be this super prospect. So it's not. I I, I love that uh, you guys are saying that I'm the, the main piece in it. But, I mean, the Padres just got a ton of, of young arms. And, and then bringing along Higgy, too. Higgy was one of my best friends on the team and also just knows how to command a staff. And having him know me really well is settling for me. Um, but also having him come in and, and really be able to prove his worth because he's so good at managing a, a pitching staff, uh, I think will be huge for us. So, as much as like you guys are saying, I'm the the main piece in it. I think that uh, I think Preller did really well in this trade because the, the guys that are coming over are, are ready to make an impact. M- Michael King joins us, Padres newly acquired pitcher uh, from the Yankees in the Juan Soto deal. And, and, and Michael, you know, one of the things that is apparent at the top of this rotation, you have a guy, two guys, and you, Darvish and Joe Musgrove. And the two things that stand out about those guys is they are true students of pitching. Um, are there guys that you like to watch, um, at, at, you know, do their thing on the mound that, you know, you, you try to take a little piece from? Yeah, I, uh, I pride myself on my preparation. Um, and so I, I look at a lot of guys that are similar to me um, and, and just kind of their sequences in terms of how they work. So guys that I always go to are, I'm thinking of like Aaron Nola was big. Mm-hmm. Um, Corey Kluber was big uh, and he was a teammate of him for a while. So. I've been lucky to have the guys in the locker room that I can bounce ideas off of. And the brief conversations I've had with Musgrove, I, I already love him. Um, and I, I can't wait to actually pick his brain and, and see how he works and and the conversations that we're going to have. Um, so I'm really excited to, to start that, uh, th- those relationships. Uh, but the guys that I, I really look at are the sinker slider guys, the guys that can really move the ball laterally. I know Musgrove's got that slider that he goes to a bunch so there are different things i I can't wait to pick pick the brain of of those two guys and a a little weird piece is shingo uh udars's uh translator was um kanaka's with the yankees so i I got a good relationship i can't wait to see shingo again too shingo's good peoples good people We're talking to Michael King here on Gwen and Chris, 97.3 The Fan. And, Michael, you are now in the National League West. And, unfortunately, the National League West includes the team that spent over a billion dollars in free agency. But I just want to ask you, like, what are you looking forward to now that you're out of the AL, out of the AL East, and you're in the NL West taking on some of the best teams in baseball? Yeah, I do think that the the change from the AL East to the NL West isn't really that much because you think of – who are the best divisions in baseball. And I feel like that's the main conversation between those two divisions. Um, so I, I think it'll be, it's obviously totally different, different sides of the country, but 
similar talent. And then, yeah, you got that super team over there with the Dodgers and, and that lineup, it's, it's going to be fun to face them. Um, they're going to be challenging and they're going to show you a ton of different looks, but um, I know that, Again, our, our preparation is going to be there. I, I loved my conversation with Ruben in, in terms of the video analysis that we're going to do on hitters and the, even the analytics side that we get um, from the Padres will we'll be, we'll be really fun to kind of piece together a game plan. Michael King joins us here, Padres' newly acquired pitcher. And, and Michael, I got to ask, man, have you thought about what kind of facial hair you're going to rock <laughs> now that you are from up under the regime of the Yankees? <laughs> You do not want to see me with facial hair. Oh. I will be clean shaven. There might be a couple times where I was always afraid if I was going to get yelled at with the Yankees and I got a little scruff, but I get like kind of reddish in my beard and, and my wife it. So I'm I'm all good on, on staying clean shaven. All right. Yeah. Happy wife, happy life. Let man. me ask you real quick because we don't normally get a, Ye- a former Yankee on the show. How serious are the Yankees? You said you might get yelled at for some stubble, but that seems kind of crazy. Yell that is if if you're going to talk to Aaron Boone about him yelling. Besides, <laughs> good boy. Besides when he does it to the umpires, it's more of like a hey, you you mind shaving that before the game starts? That's wow. that's really all. It's, you never want to have those conversations yeah. with the manager. So I never wanted to to be in that. But uh, we always talk. There's I'm telling you, multiple guys every day will just be like, hey, you think I'm okay with this or should I shave it? And they. <laughs> Always shave it. So. Yeah. No, it's, it's the real deal. It's the real deal over there. Uh, Michael King joins us. And, and, and Michael, you know, we, we're joking about the, the facial hair, but uh, a lot of times guys come out of that organization and there's so much they're able to kind of bring with them. What, what are some of those things for you that, you know, that you're able to learn in an organization like the Yankees that you, you'll be able to take with you moving forward? Career? Yeah, I think that the, the facial hair is almost trying to teach you more discipline or at least continue your discipline so I'll definitely be a, a disciplined player coming over um, I, I also think that the competitive nature in that locker room was awesome uh, you had so much so much talent in there that you have to have some healthy competition uh, amongst teammates and um, thinking about pitching again pitching with Darvish and, and Musgrove is, is uh, something that excites me there's obviously I, I don't want anything but the best for them but I know that they're going to be pushing me to be my best just like I'm going to push them to be their best so I think that competitive nature within the locker room uh, is something that I'd love to to bring over and make sure that everybody's going to be be at their best of their ability last one you've mentioned his name a few times but Ruben Diebla is pretty widely known as as, as one of the better pitching coaches in this league um, a pitching whisperer if you will I mean how excited are you getting a chance to work with him on a on an everyday basis as you get ready to, to turn the corner here for spring training yeah, I have heard nothing but good things about him. Every conversation I've had with him, I come away with it being like, God, I love that guy. Um, <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he, he is the, the pitching whisperer. The, the one that I always go back to is, is he was with Kluber in, in Cleveland. Yeah. And um, Kluber was somebody that I emulated growing up, uh, or I guess coming up. I don't want to age him too much. But, um, <laughs> and the first thing I said to Kluber about, I, I just said, yeah, you, you had Ruben. I kind of was, vague with it and he was like dude i would not have won the two styles i did without ruben he made me so confident in my ability and he was the a main reason why i want to want those two styles and so for somebody that i tried to emulate my mechanics and pitch sequences and and even just my whole arsenal off of is crediting ruben so now i have almost extra incentive to to be a big fan of this guy so i can't wait to 
get a full season in with him and uh, and, and see how he works with me. Well, Michael, the Padres can't wait to get a full season in with you. We appreciate you coming on and, and spending some time with us. Welcome to San Diego, and uh, hopefully when you get out here next week, uh, uh, the weather will be nice for you. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys having me on. Michael King, Padres, soon-to-be starting pitcher uh, for the Pods, uh, spending some time with us. Uh, he, he seems like uh, the type of guy you want in your clubhouse and on your team representing your organization. I tell you what. As soon as he said Corey, Corey Kluber, it was like, oh man, yeah, hundred percent. He he emulates him. He looks ex- he looks a lot like Corey Kluber when he watched him on the mound. When you watch him throw the ball, his repertoire, all of that. Um, it's it's always interesting to hear guys who guys watch um, as they're trying to you know get get better. All I know is that I'm a huge Michael King fan now after that interview, and I think some of the fans out there are feeling the same way. Um, people are ready for Michael King to ball out. Yeah, is no. what they're saying. He, uh, he, he's this guy is 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 may not have had the same type of experience that Joe did, but that same type of kind of catching him as he's starting to take off could be the same type of deal for for Michael King. Certainly the Padres are hoping so. I like humble guys too. And he wouldn't he refused to let me call him the centerpiece of the trade. So, I mean, that 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 comes with a lot of pressure too. So maybe it's a tactic of I'm not the centerpiece or, so I don't or, need to over prepare or whatever. Or it's as you perceived it to be him just His, not just wanting being to, humble. He not, does sound like a humble not dude. wanting to take on that, you know, the the being the main piece and just wanting to go out there and and I think it's also respected to the other guys who, as he said, they're True. on that deal. So uh, nice to catch up with yeah. Michael King. First time getting an opportunity to talk to him. Um, that's a guy that the Padres are going to be depending on next year. There's just no doubt. You got you Darvish. You got a healthy Joe Musgrove, a healthy you Darvish as well. And then Michael King's the next guy up, at least that's projected to be in that, that spot for the rotation. Barring nothing else happens. Yeah, I got a DM during that saying, he sounds like such a nice guy, but does he have that dog in him? Well, um, listen, you don't it, pitch for the Yankees and pitch well for the Yankees if you don't have some dog in you. Yeah, no. He if he's been hanging around uh, Aaron Boone, Corey Kluber. Oh, Corey yeah, Kluber. Nah, yeah. He, he definitely got he got a dog in him. Ultimately, you find that out. Yeah. Once the lights turn on. Yeah. Now it's a new year. I'm just ready for the season to start. I'm ready for you guys to be in Korea. I'm Spring ready for- training is well. That's not the actual schedule though, huh? No. But it's like February it's, what? Like 16th yeah, something it's mid, around there. Mid February. Mid-February. It's coming around the corner here pretty quick. I know I was talking to Sammy Love the other day, and he said that he's, uh, you know, starting to, it's starting to set in that he's going to be heading to Arizona for like a month and a half here real soon. Sam was so funny at the end of last, his last spring training. It was his first full spring training. He was ready to go. (laughs) He was ready to go home. (laughs) He was there for like a month and a half. He was so ready to go home. Yeah. It was like Groundhog. I mean, it is Groundhog Day, basically, in spring training. So the first couple weeks, blast. Getting to see everybody again, probably go out to dinner a hundred times. But after those two weeks up, it's like, all right. Now we need a break because we're going to see each other all season long. <laughs> all season long. All right. Uh, first hour in the can. Daily Gambit coming your way next. Cash in on some of these uh, bets. I don't know. That national championship game really did me in with my parlay. Yeah, so. More Gwen and Chris on the way. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you.